today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's talk about your uh, bank accounts and uh, your mortgages and your car payments and everything else. So we got, let's face it, uh, the, the story we got from the Bank of Canada last week that there could be a series of in, uh, increases in the cost of borrowing over the next little while uh, scared the daylights out of an awful lot of people because uh, a lot of us are living on the edge right now, especially because of the debt we've incurred because of the pandemic. So we want to get some rationale about what the Bank of Canada is doing, how fast they're going to do it, and just as importantly, uh, how we can survive. I, nobody wants to get into a situation where they have to walk away from their house because they can't afford the mortgage anymore. That was a horrific story, of course, that we saw uh, time and time again in the United States uh, back in 08, 09, uh, during that recession. And uh, we don't want to see a repeat of that, certainly. So how do you protect yourself against something like that? I want to bring uh, Brian Hogman into the conversation. Brian is the principal and owner of Mission 35 Mortgages, also the author of uh, How to Get Mortgage Free Really Effing Fast, uh, the book on how to pay off your mortgage in Canada with 10 simple steps. Uh, that should be a bestseller, given the circumstance a lot of us find ourselves in these days. Brian, welcome back to the program. Good to have you with us again today. Yeah. Hey, Bill. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, it's funny hearing you say that book. I think I might have to rewrite it with maybe 15 steps now because the appreciation went up so high. So. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's it's going to be a good read for an awful lot of people because, I mean, we're all in the same boat right now. And, and that boat is, my God, you know, with rates going up right now, and I know that, that you know, people in the industry like yourself have, have been warning us for years now, it's not going to yeah. stay this way forever. It's going to go up and it's going to have an impact on you. Uh, and when we heard from a number of economists last week, Brian, that said, you know what, there's probably a series of four or five increases coming up. Uh, that just sent some people into shock. What, what can we expect to see? And, and more importantly, how's that going to impact somebody with their uh, well, with a mortgage, relative, which is usually a pretty big number these days, given the price of housing? Yeah, true. I wanted to break it, break it down pretty simply, right? And I think, sure. you know, I remember talking back in January, I thought we'd see a quarter point then. So I think yeah. reasonably people can expect a 0.25% increase on their mortgage uh, on March 2nd. So a quarter point increase. If they don't, oh my goodness, I'll be shocked. Uh, and if they go more than that, I'll be shocked. So um, I'm predicting a quarter point, you'll see the Bank of Canada raise. And what does that mean? Uh, really simply, a quarter point, you could add about 10 bucks. A real quick and dirty way to do it would be 10 bucks per 100,000 a mortgage. So if you got a mortgage that's 500,000, your payment's going to go up by about 50 bucks. If you've got 600, it's going to go up by about 60, right? So it's, you know, it's, it's not the end of the world, but I think where we start to forecast and look at that's one rate increase, but then if it goes up again in, say, June and again in September, right, and we see three or four of these, well, that actually really does start to add up to some serious money. Absolutely. And, and we're told that one of the driving factors here, of course, is inflation, which I don't know that anybody really anticipated was going to happen, but it's with us. 5.1% is, is pretty yeah. onerous. Uh, Tiff Macklem is the uh, governor, the Bank of Canada governor these days. How worried is he about this right now, Brian? I mean, because, you know, initially he said when the recovery started, this some, well, one of the recoveries started, said, don't worry, I'm not going to touch interest rates. We need to get back on our feet. We thought, hey, that's great news. Good. Then, of course, inflation started to hit. And he says, well, I'm probably going to have to raise rates, but I'm not going to do it right now. Don't worry, guys. Uh, well, that, that started last week when he did, you know, the, a small increase, probably smaller than a lot of people thought it was going to be. Uh, is, is inflation the, the giant beast here that he's trying to tame? And is, are these rates, uh, the increases that he's talking about, going to do that? Uh, well, you know what? And he's absolutely right. What he's got to remember, the best analogy I've ever heard for inflation is that it's like a fast-moving train. You don't just uh, look ahead, see a deer or something on the tracks and slam on the brakes and it stops. 
So what we need to remember here is that a small quarter point increase isn't going to slow down inflation right away. It's just going to put the brakes on and it's going to have a lagging indicator, which is going to take six to eight months. So by having, you know, the scariest thing would be nothing. But by having a quarter point increase, we I don't even think we're going to see the inflation slow down uh, for the next three to six months. Um, it's still going to probably keep going out of control for a little bit longer, which is not necessarily good news for everybody. But I do foresee that happening with only a quarter point increase right now. Well, and if that's the case, as you say, if it does drag out like that, that's really just going to give the validation to continue with the rate hikes, isn't it? Yeah, I think with the rate hikes, I think what people, you know, if you're worried about the rates going up and things like that, when I said that 10 bucks per 100,000, what we're telling lots of our clients to do now is just, hey, go back to the old days. And, you know, when you put some money in a tax-free savings account or an RSP or something like that and premeditate the rate hike, right? So if you've got a mortgage of 500,000, that's away and save. Premeditate for it. If you end up, and if there's going to be two or three, Start putting away 150 or 200 bucks a month. I know it may be easier said than done, but one thing I used to tell people back in my banking days is just every time you get paid, every time money goes into your bank account, get rid of it quick because it's like a bucket with a hole in it, your bank account. You know, it just kind of drips away if you do nothing with it. So if you get rid of that money now, put it into a savings account, when these rate hikes come in, you're already kind of uh, acclimated to it. So for I was going to say for people that are, are deeply in debt, that's a lot of us these days, as as you and I have talked about in the past. Uh, not yeah. just mortgages, but you know, probably a car payment. Uh, uh, there's there's other things that are going on, and and some smart people may have invested in things like lines of credit and tried to borrow against that uh, for various things. Because uh, we've all suffered some degree of hard times. Uh, but but the biggest one is is if we always talked about is the mortgage. I mean, it's it's the biggest yeah. investment we're ever going to make. Uh, it's getting a lot bigger right now too. I think the average price of a house in the Hamilton area is over a million bucks now, uh, and uh, yeah. very close to that in London. So, uh, how do you protect yourself against these hikes? Uh, that, like you say, if we are living on the edge, and that fifty or sixty bucks that you just talked about, which may be happening for a lot of people, is probably not a deal breaker, but it's going to have an impact on your your household income. Uh, I agree. Do we have any safeguards? Any any any? sheets or you know field of armor that we can put up here to try to uh, not necessarily you know get away from this I mean, it's going to have an impact on us all but at least mitigate some of the the impact it might have yeah a couple of things i you know i always like to start with what not to do it's easier to tell you what not good to idea do, specifically what to do right and i think you know a lot of times the fear is i better lock into a fixed rate um yeah. and i would advise people you know 55 percent of canadians right now hold a variable rate mortgage I am not advising and I wouldn't tell them to lock in because you're going to lock in and you're going to lock in a guaranteed six quarter point increase if you lock in right now. So you're jumping up massively by locking in. And I know there's fear around it, but don't do it because we don't know if we are going to see that many rate increases. Okay. The other thing I would say, don't sell. (laughs) Okay. Please don't (laughs) sell because, uh, you know, we joke in our office right now, affectionately, that it's, it's easier to retain than it is to attain um, without striking yeah. as it is. So please, please keep the house. And the last thing, I guess the last thing I would say to do is if you do have a lot of outside debt or you have some credit cards, car loans, things like that, that are eating into that monthly cash flow as inflation is, is warming up, consolidate it into one loan, right? You know, your mortgage is, you know, everybody who does own a house right now has a significant amount of equity because the price has gone up. 
So maybe you take that twenty, thirty thousand dollar car loan or line of credit that's costing you six or seven hundred dollars a month, and you put it into your mortgage, and now it's only costing you maybe two hundred dollars a month. So if you're really concerned and and you don't have that money left over at the end of the month like you once did because you know everything's more expensive now. Put it into your mortgage now and then set yourself up on a budget. I know everybody hates that B word, but set yourself up on a budget. So, Well, you have to. I mean, that's all there is to it. A lot of the experts that, that I've been reading of and, and, and listening to for the last little while, Brian, when we talk about inflation, uh, it, they always try to tie it directly and said, well, you know, it's the housing market. It's, it's just out of sight right now. You know, prices have gone out, off the, the, the charts altogether. And that's what's driving inflation right now. It is... But there's so many more factors in our lives, financial factors in our lives. Is there a direct link between those housing prices? And do these hikes that uh, that the Bank of Canada is talking about doing right now, are they really going to have an impact on housing prices? Oh, it's a good question. I think the small hikes that we're going to see a quarter point is going to take very few people off the table. Right. So I, I, I don't think in the first I, I think the first quarter point will probably, in my opinion, do nothing for the price of houses. If we see a quarter point the first week of March, I still think we'll see the insanity that we're seeing. Um, it'll probably take another quarter point increase later on this year in order to taper off that madness into the balance of the year. So I really don't think we're going to see much of a change, unfortunately, in the rising house price because it comes down to an issue of supply. The supply mm-hmm. is still low in comparison to how many people are coming into the country, how many investors are buying things. So people will still still be driving up the price in that. And I think that's still going to have a big impact on inflation. It's still going to keep that inflation number moving up and higher over the next probably over the next quarter. Well, and to your point, uh, I, I mean, if supply is going to be an ongoing issue, and it still is, we know that to be a, a, a fact, uh, you can't decide. It's not going to get fixed tomorrow, is it? I mean, even if the government says, okay, we're going to dump a whole lot of money that the private sector gives us, you got to build these places. And that's going to take time and money. So, I mean, there's there's no quick fix here, is there? No, you're right. You know what? The one fix that, you know, has been toyed around a lot, but, I, you know, there was um, talk that it was going to happen, but not, is because investors being one out of four purchasers are said to be the guilty culprit that are, you know, driving prices up, is yeah. if the government actually puts in a new down payment or mortgage rule change to make it a little bit tougher for investors to borrow money, um, you know, as an investor, I, I wouldn't like that selfishly, but I also think that is the right thing to do because if you do see something like that come into play in the next 60 days, that uh, double event of an interest rate increase in addition to down payment or rule changes for investors, that could, you know, that could, I, you know, I say that lightly, could start to increase supply because then some investors might start to unload properties. But again, um, you know, I just sit out of my window here on John Street and make these uh, <laughs> pretend I'm not I'm not in the ivory tower. So they know better than I do. <laughs> so. There's another dirty rumor. I wanted to get your comment on. I meant to ask you about this last time we talked, but uh, it's it's still out there. Uh, and that's at the, the federal government. Need money. Every government needs money, of course, because there have been you know, a lot of support programs. Uh, but there was some talk around Ottawa that uh, that they were thinking about uh, capital gains tax on your primary residence mm-hmm. if you do decide to put it on the market. Uh, pretty scary prospect, but uh, is there a, a chance that could happen? Oh, gosh, that's terrifying. I got shivers. Yeah. It, right. <laughs> but because uh, I, I don't think so. And the reason being is because uh, the number one source of Canadians wealth is our homes. 
right? Most people have way more money in their house today than they do in their RSP or bank account. So if we, you know, if the government starts taxing that, uh, you're going to get a lot of really upset people. But I think the true intention there for the government is to make it harder for these investors to say, oh, hey, Bill, I'm going to live in the property, but I'm really going to sell it. Right. Because there's a there's a certain segment of the population that will say they're going to live in a property for six to eight months to eliminate capital gains. But they keep doing that every single year. And I think the true intention for the government there is to say, hey, how do we curb this loophole so people aren't just saying they're going to live in a property in order to dodge capital gain tax? I think that's the true. I, I hope that's the true intention. That's my my two cents on that. Well, you see, the fear I've got about that is that every time the government says, we're going to fix something, hey, but don't worry about it, Brian, uh, they usually make it worse, or, or they don't understand the uh, the unintended consequences that they've caused. Oh, gosh, we joke about that term, the unintended consequences, because that's it's just sort of like, oops, didn't see that coming, right? So yeah. you're absolutely right. That uh, I sure, I you know what, Bill, I sure hope that's not the case, because I think that would erode. And you know what I would say too, that will not fix the supply problem because I think for Canadians, if I would, if I'm going to have to be taxed on selling my primary residence, you'll delay a lot of people selling it then. That would actually, if they do put that into place, probably make things worse. Well, and we know, you know, there are people that, as you say, it's our biggest investment, but in some people's minds, because of the way that everybody even smacked around here because of the financial situation, uh, they're looking at their house right now as, as part of their retirement. You know, the money that they can sell from that, uh, they yeah. would gather, I guess, from a house sale, even if they want to downsize. I mean, there's a number of different options for them there. Uh, but that's taken a lot of money out of people's pockets. And and I know that I know that using your house as, as a retirement is not a smart move. There's, there's got to be other vehicles that you can use. But, you know, I guess, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. So I, I hope the government doesn't go that far. Because uh, those unintended consequences, I think, it, as you say, would probably cause more damage than not. So, uh, well, you know what have we learned from our conversation today? Uh, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lock in my mortgage, uh, which <laughs> right. makes all kinds of sense. Uh, you know, it, it, I, listen, I still have bad memories when I first got into the market of the 19% mortgages, and uh, no matter how bad things get with inflation, we're not going down that road again, are we? No, no. Well, you know what? Again, I don't see that. You know, because a lot of the things are. This was really. Uh, a fast forward of demand, you know, with the pandemic and things like that, it fast forward a lot of buying decisions, which decreased supply. Um, the When I look at mortgage rules and regulations, it's actually tougher now to get a mortgage than it ever has been in the past. So yeah. the people who do have mortgages, technically, based on paper, can afford them. They're very, very well cushioned there. Well, you know, from a, from a balance sheet perspective. So looking at a, a collapse in the marketplace, I don't see it. And looking at an absolute run on interest rates going up 10, 15 percent, I don't see it either, because that would just that really would cripple things if we ended up doing that. Yeah, I was reading one column, I think it was in the Financial Post that uh, that said that, you know, what if uh, the bank's policy rate went up to, to where it was, uh, well, pre-pandemic? Uh, and, and that would be frightening, actually, I guess, uh, pre-pandemic mortgage rates, uh, you know, given the price of houses these days, uh, that basically shuts the, the housing market out for an awful lot of people, doesn't it? Well, you, here's the interesting thing. There's there's what, if you go back to pre-pandemic, like 2019, the stress test, everybody, so there was a stress test, and meaning that everybody had to qualify at a rate of five and a quarter. So whether you were getting 2% or 3%, you had to qualify at 5.25. That rate really hasn't changed too much over the past two, three years. So theoretically speaking, everybody could afford it. 
But the re- the reality that you and I both know is that, you know, if you get used to a payment that's $200 a month, if it jumps to six, you're used to the two, right? So even though yeah. you could afford it, your disposable income probably went somewhere else. And I think that's the you know, inflation going up and all these other, it's like death by a thousand cuts, they say, you know, it's, it's, you're getting, uh, you're losing your money by so many different spots right now that even though you could afford it based on two years ago, the reality is, is that all these other expenses went up. Always great to, to have a conversation with you here because there's a lot of, of consternation and, 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 you know, hand-wringing, I think, about what's going on and the impact it's going to have. Uh, and uh, it's it's always kind of good to sift through the uh, the the fact the stuff here and come down with the facts. Uh, I look forward to your revised edition of the book, though, Brian. Uh, <laughs> uh, adding a few more steps. Uh, nothing like being current about it, right? Uh, you can do that in your spare time if you have any. But uh, thanks so much for the time. I look forward to our next conversation. Okay. Take care. Brian Hogman, principal and owner, of course, of Mission 35 Mortgages. Uh, and the book we're talking about here is How to Get Mortgage Free Really Effing Fast, uh, the book on how to pay off your mortgage in Canada with 10 simple steps. And as Brian suggested, there may be 15 steps now. So he's working on that. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.